See, Calvary was the execution place and the execution place. Yes, it was the execution place because Jesus Christ was killed on the hill called Calvary. But it was the execution place because God was instituting his plan for redemption of mankind. Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. So many times we're attacked in life. We have things coming at us from all sides. The question we have to ask ourselves, do we have a game plan to confront the enemy? Well, Pastor Jones shares today what it means to have a game plan from God. Let's go into the message. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We're glad you joined us again on today. And as always, let's get into our text. It can be found in the book of Joshua, chapter 6. That's the book of Joshua, chapter 6, and it will be verses 2 through 5. And they read, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with his kings and his fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days, having seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of God's game plan. God's game plan. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we ask now your blessings upon us, blessings of grace and mercy. We ask now, God, that you would use me for your will and for your glory. I ask God for a fresh filling and an overshadowing of your Holy Spirit. And I ask now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. God's Game Plan. This week is the beginning of the NFL season. And, and while some are looking at this as a way to get relief from what's happening in our world, Others don't want this to be a distraction from the social justice movement that is taking place. Regardless of which side you may fall on, there is a lesson that we can learn from the start of the NFL season. The most important lesson we can learn is that each week, each team goes out and they prepare a game plan to confront the opponent that they're facing for that week. See, the difference between us and the NFL teams is that they enter each week with a game plan, but we enter each week with no game plan. We often will enter each week, each day with no kind of game plan, no kind of way that we're going to confront the enemy that is lying ahead of us that day or that week. How often have we found ourselves being confronted with something that we had no plan for? All we have to do is look at this current administration and look at what's happening in our world. We're currently dealing with a pandemic and the government has no plan for what's happening. We have wildfires burning out in the California area, but there seems not to be a game plan on how to deal with that. You see, the, the problem is that this administration had a plan from the previous administration on how they could deal with the pandemic, but we found out recently that they just chose to ignore it in an effort that they thought that this was just going to go away. Well, we see what happened. And as a result of not having a game plan or not even executing a game plan that was left behind for you, we find ourselves in a troubling space in the United States. You see, maybe we have been presented with one spiritual battle after another in our personal lives, but we still don't have a game plan. We don't know how we're going to face the battles that are ahead of us. Are we tempted with 
with uncertain times? Are we tempted with, with sin in our lives? And, and have we found ourselves with no, no game plan for the sins that we find ourselves in? Are we facing spiritual warfare and with no plan? Or maybe we're facing a battle in our finances. And the question is, have you consulted God about how to deal with the financial adversity that you find yourselves in? Well, this is the problem that we have found ourselves going through life with no game plan for the thing, things that are coming our way. Well, I want to share with us today that as believers, we must know and understand that God has provided us with a detailed game plan for victory and success in our lives. Amen. The first thing that I want us to understand about God's game plan is this. The game plan is divinely devised. If you notice in the text at the beginning of verse two, it says the Lord says, the Lord says, yes, not man, but the Lord says, you see, the Bible contained God's plan for humanity. The Bible is not merely a book of rules telling you what you can and cannot do. You see, many people only view the Bible in that way, that the Bible is simply prohibiting them from enjoying life because it places restrictions on them. They see it that it is only because that it, the Bible is only to be focused on to find out what not to do. In other words, they only focus on the thou shall not, thou should not do. Don't allow the Bible just to become simply a rule book and miss out on the wisdom also found within its pages. Yes, there are some rules found in the Bible. Yes, there are some shall nots in the Bible. However, that's not all that is found in the pages of the Bible. Before we form a committee and get rid of the Bible and all of the shall nots that come with it, look at what you might be missing out on. If we get rid of the shall nots in the Bible, maybe we find ourselves missing out on John 4 and 14 and we lose the promise of the Holy Spirit. Maybe if we get rid of the shall nots, we miss out on John 8 and 12, where we lose the promise of walking in the light of Christ. And if we get rid of the shall nots, maybe we miss out on John 11 and 26, where we lose the promise of eternal life. The thing I think we are overlooking sometimes is what the book of Timothy tells us that all of scripture is God breathed and inspired and is profitable for teaching, for reproof and for correction and for the training of righteousness. Yes, we find that in Timothy 3.16. And, and as the, the Bible teaches us that it helps us to understand and know that we will miss out on some things because we're missing out on the powerful wisdom of God. If we simply try to neglect the Bible as a whole, simply because it gives restrictions and rules that we feel prohibit us in life. You see, the Bible is the expression of the heart, mind and the will of God. See, the Bible shows us that God's deepest heart's desire is to have a personal relationship with all of humanity. See, the Bible reveals us to us the mind of God about the many issues that we encounter in life. You see, we don't know what the Bible says because we fail to read it from time to time. We, and when we fail to read the Bible, when we fail to go into the word of God, we find ourselves forfeiting the wisdom of God. See, the Bible is also the expressed will of God. You see, through the Bible, God shares his sovereign plan for humanity. See, this game plan is not devised uh, by human minds. This game plan is for the life of the individuals that live here on earth. And it's a divinely devised game plan. 
Yes, this has been a game plan that's been divinely designed by God. You see, the game plan for life comes from all of those things that God has given us through his word. And it comes also with the power of God. You see, this game plan comes from one who has all knowledge. The game plan comes from one who has all righteousness and judgment in his hand. You see, this is not just a game plan that comes from anyone, but this is a game plan that has come from God, the father himself. And since this is a game plan that comes from God, the father himself, this is a game plan that God has given us so that we might live life down here and find victory and success. You see, the game plan is for the life of God's people here on this earth. God's game plan that he's given each of us that we might find victory in life. God never intended for his people to live a defeated life. He always intended for us to live in victory, to live in his power, to live in his wisdom, to live in his glory. That is what God intended for his people. But we forfeit that because we allow the Bible simply to become a rule book or something that we turn away from because it prohibits us from having fun. But when we really understand that the word of God is God's game plan for the life of the believer, that the word of God is God's game plan for a life of victory and success for those who believe and buy into the game plan. Yes, when we understand this, we'll soon find ourselves on the way to victory. But not only is the Bible or the word of God or God's game plan a divinely devised thing. Yes, the game plan is designed for victory. You see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with his kings and his fighting men. God was declaring victory that day when he gave them these instructions. When the Lord gives Joshua and the children of Israel a message of sure victory. See, notice that he uses the word have in the text. In the message of Joshua, God uses the word have to show victory has already been achieved. Hallelujah. Yes, it wasn't about victory that might come. It wasn't about victory that will possibly come. What God was telling Joshua that day was victory has already come. See, God knew that Israel was confronted with a skilled enemy in a fortified place. Yes, he understands that we are often confronted too with a skilled enemy that's in a fortified place. And we've allowed him to build that fortified place in our lives. See, verse one of chapter six tells us that Jericho had closed his gates and prepared to make a stand against the children of Israel. This was nothing new to Jericho. Uh, they had made this stand before and, and came out victorious. They knew that there were only a few ways that people could penetrate the walls of the city of Jericho. One, they knew that the only way that you could get in is to come over the walls with a ladder. Or the secondly, to come through a tunnel that you dug underneath the wall. Or by smashing through the walls of the city. Or by laying siege to the city and, and holding them there until they starved them into submission. Or they could do like the Greeks did in the city of Troy and they could use deception or like the Trojan horse that they use and come in by deception. But the problem was Israel was not in position to execute any of these methods to conquer the city of Jericho. Yes, Israel was on a long journey and they were not skilled and they were not in position to be able to take this fortified place called Jericho. And God understood that. 
But what this tells me is that there are times when in our lives, when we need the power of God to defeat the enemy that we're facing. Hallelujah. No many, so many times we try to face the enemy on our own terms. We try to face the things that we're confronted with in our own strength. But so often it takes the power of God to confront the things that are facing us. You see, the only way Israel was going to conquer Jericho was by the power of God. See, God wanted them to understand that God was behind their guaranteed victory. Hallelujah. What are you facing in your life today that looks like it's undefeatable? What are you facing in your life today that you feel like you can't defeat? Understand God has already given us the plan of victory. The question is, do we trust him and do we trust his plan? Do we trust the plan of victory that God has already given us? God said you shall have the victory. God told them that they shall have the city. In other words, the victory was already theirs. They just simply had to walk into it. And I do mean that they literally had to walk in to their victory. How many times have we forfeited the right to go into our victory because we don't believe the plan of God? How often has we allowed the enemy to keep us in a defeated place because we refuse to believe the plan of God? Yes, God has given us a plan. And that plan that he's given us is a plan to bring victory into our lives. God never gives us a plan to leave us defeated. He always gives us a plan to bring us out. He always gives us a plan to bring us out victorious and more than a conqueror. Aren't you glad that God has given us a game plan? Aren't you glad that God has given us a game plan that we can trust? Now, the question is, are you trusting the game plan of God? Are you allowing God to lead you from victory to victory? Oh, hallelujah. Well, the third thing that I see in our text is this, that God's game plan is detailed. You see, God gave his people a divine game plan for victory. Sometimes the game plan is detailed, but it's strange. Oh, hallelujah. Now, you know, in the text, it told them to march around the city and, and to blow the trumpets. And, and that's all they had to do. Just march around the city and blow the trumpet. And they were to do this for seven days. And every time they would increase the number of times that they would march around the city and blow the trumpet. But the Lord told them to be silent and to remain silent. Only march around and blow the trumpets. I'm pretty sure that on that day that they started marching around the city, the enemy looked at them and said, what are they doing? This is a strange way to fight a battle. This is a strange way to try to gain victory. They're simply marching around doing nothing. Yes, but little did they know it, it was a God divine plan that was put in place that day. And it was a detailed plan. See, God told them to march around the city and on that seventh day to march around the city seven times and blow the trumpets. And then the people in the army were supposed to shout. And God said the walls will come tumbling down. Hallelujah. The victory would have been won simply by obeying the detailed plan of God Almighty. See, have you ever gotten to that divine plan, game plan in your life and, and it looked and it sounded kind of strange to you, but, but you chose to, to follow that game plan anyway. In the sports world, they call that buying in. In other words, you bought into the game plan that God gave you. You bought into the game plan. You decided, I'm going to believe what God said. I'm going to believe the plan of action that God has given to me. Yes, it's detailed and, and yes, it's even kind of strange, but I'm going to believe in what God has given me. What this simply means that you're as a player of trust in the coach, they are willing to follow the plan that the coach has given them. Yes, when it says that they buy in, 
Players are saying that they buy into the coach's plan. They're buying into the plan that's been presented by the coach. They're buying in to what the coach has told them that he wants to have them execute out on the field or out on the court. They have bought in. In other words, they say, we believe you and you coach, and we believe in the plan that you have presented for us. Let me give you an example of that. There was a boxer whose, whose coach told him, I want you to go into this fight. And I don't want you to punch for at least several rounds. Just, just allow your opponent to, to punch you and you just defend yourself. And now this sounds kind of strange coming from a coach to the lead of a boxer into a fight to tell him not to punch. But he was had a strategy in place. Yes, it was a strange plan, but the boxer had to buy in to the plan that his coach was giving him. And as he bought into that plan for several rounds, he didn't punch back for, for several rounds. He just defended himself and he allowed his opponent to punch him over and over and over again. Oh, but hallelujah. When it came a certain round, his, his coach gave him the instruction to begin to throw punches. And, and the reason he was able to, to win that fight and come out victorious is because his coach understood by the game plan that your opponent is bigger and stronger than you. And since your opponent is bigger than stronger than you, you've got to come up with a way to wear him out so that you remain fresh in this fight. And what he did say is don't punch to keep yourself fresh. And as we go into the later rounds, I then want you to begin to punch when he's worn out. And that allowed this boxer to win the victory. It allowed him to get the defeat over his enemy. It allowed him to do something, but it sounded strange. It sounded like it was strange information coming into his ears. But as he trusted in the coach and as he bought into the game plan and as he followed the detailed plan of his coach, he found himself coming out victorious. Why? Because he trusted trusted in what the coach had to say and the coach led him to victory. One thing that we must understand is this, that the game plan is only as good as the details that are in it. Oh, hallelujah. One of the details of the game plan that are laid out is the strengths and the weaknesses of the opponent. Yes, the game plan will lay out the, the weaknesses and the strength of our opponent. See, the most important part of the game plan is a course of action that we will take against the opponent or against our enemy. You see, at that point, we are aware of our enemy's strengths and weaknesses. However, our concern is on the details of the plan that God has given us for victory. Hallelujah. See, there's a saying that will help us in life. Pay attention to details. Yes, when we learn to pay attention to the detailed things, we learn to pay attention to the small things, the details, then we find ourselves marching into victory. In the text, God lays out a detailed plan for victory against Jericho. If the people don't buy into it, the game plan, that is, they won't experience the victory. You see, the human game plans don't come with sure guarantees of victory. See, don't miss this. There's a difference between a human game plan and a divine game plan. If we execute human game plans and follow the details exactly, there is still no promise of, of guarantee of victory or success. But if we execute the divine game plan and follow the details exactly, we will experience victory and success. But catch this. If we don't execute the divine game plan by following the details exactly, then we can still have victory and success because victory and success is still there. How is that, Jones? Well, let me share with you how that is as I close. You see, we have an enemy in this world called Satan. Satan has been executing power over humanity since the beginning of time. 
He uses his most precious tool that he calls sin. You see, he loves to get us all entangled and bound up in sin. And some of us have been bound up for so long that we have come to enjoy sin and, and we are the sin that we're in. And yes, we have nothing else to do but get more and more into sin. But not only do we enjoy the sin, we start defending the sin and we start defending our right to sin. I know that sin feels good and I know that sin is comfortable, but the reality is it leads to a defeated life. I'm so glad that God gave us a divine game plan and he had given us a detailed plan. See, God put humanity on and he came down in and he dwelled among us for 33 years. He revealed God to the world. One day the divine plan took place on a hill called Calvary. See, he was willing to go because he bought into God's plan on that hill. The divine plan was being executed. See, Calvary was the execution place and the execution place. Yes, it was the execution place because Jesus Christ was killed on the hill called Calvary, but it was the execution place because God was instituting his plan for redemption of mankind. See, God was paying the sin debt of humanity. God was reconciling man back to himself. God was creating peace between himself and and humanity. On Calvary, God was granting victory over all sins. Yes, on Calvary, God was bringing about a way for mankind to experience victory in life. On Calvary, God was granting victory to all that would believe. You can have this victory by putting your faith in the atoning and sacrificial work of Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary. Aren't you so glad that God had a game plan one day and he executed that game plan on a hill called Calvary that opened the door for you and for I to have eternal life. It opened the door for you and for me that we might be able to experience victory here in this world. God gave us an opportunity at victory and we have to accept the game plan because it's a divine game plan. The game plan is a plan for victory and it's detailed and sometimes it's strange, but if we execute the game plan, victory is ours. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.